Well, good evening, friends, fans, and colleagues. Uh, it's Wednesday night, so it must be Voices of the Sacred Feminine Night. I'd like to welcome uh, all of you uh, back to the show, whether you're brand new or whether you've been a follower for the last uh, 13 years. Uh, I'm Karen Tate, your host, and uh, the music you were listening to is Compliments of the Artist Celia, and uh, that cut uh, of hers is called Meta Prayer. Well, um, I have great news uh, for you. Uh, if you've been tuning in the last couple weeks, uh, you know we had been struggling with the Internet here um, I, because I've moved to a more rural part of California and the uh, Internet was a bit spotty. Uh, well, as of yesterday, I have a whole uh, new Internet provider, so we should not have any glitches tonight at all. So um, thank you for your patience through that, uh, but uh, the challenges are behind us now and we shouldn't have any problems. And uh, tonight it is my great pleasure to uh, have as our topic uh, the Goddess Temple in Utah with Gypsy Jean. Uh, Gypsy Jean is with me tonight discussing the newly built brick and mortar Goddess Temple in Utah. Yes, you uh, heard that right. Uh, this is an amazing and inspirational story, uh, as is Gypsy's story, and we're going to learn about uh, the women in her life who motivated and inspired her to take such a leap of faith and service to the divine feminine, uh, and the men and women in her community. So uh, let me say welcome to Gypsy Jean. Hi, Gypsy. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, I sure appreciate you being on the show tonight. Um, I'd like to uh, share your bio uh, with listeners uh, before we get going, uh, just so they can uh, have a feel for you and uh, your work a little bit uh, before we start our chat. Uh, Gypsy Jean was born and raised in southern Utah. She's devoted her life to service uh, to goddess and all who seek her through her clergy work at the Utah Goddess Temple. Uh, Gypsy is a triple ordained high priestess representing three different Wiccan pagan lineages. She and her husband of 18 years built Utah's first goddess temple and actively served their local community by offering lunar rites, a spiral labyrinth, medicine wheel, monthly pagan seasonal celebrations, along with a very diverse selection of pagan-focused workshops. Now, um, I heard about uh, Gypsy Jean and the uh, Utah Goddess Temple by way of Sage Woman Magazine, the latest issue that came out. Um, I was uh, uh, sitting there hungry for some goddess news and and, and reading this story about uh, a woman who felt uh, trapped by the snow, and I could so relate to that story. <laughs> it so validated how mm-hmm. I felt, uh, you know, moving to this new location in the mountains at, you know, 5,000 feet elevation, and suddenly this beach girl was now uh, having to learn to uh, deal with the, the, the challenges of living in an environment that gets, you know, several feet of snow. And I stumbled on to uh, the other article in this uh, latest uh, issue of Sage Woman, and uh, there it was, a picture of the goddess temple in Utah and Gypsy Jean's story. And I thought, you know what, Uh, I am one of the folks who believed that um, I hoped in my lifetime that 
that uh, we would see a goddess temple in every neighborhood, <laughs> and maybe that was a stretch, but I certainly hoped we would have a goddess temple uh, in every state, and uh, Gypsy is doing her part, uh, you know, up there in Utah. So I said, I have to get this woman on my show and <laughs> uh, hear her wonderful story and, and share it with listeners. Um, so, Gypsy, thank you so much for uh, taking the time uh, to be with me tonight and uh, tell your story to listeners around the world. Nice. Yeah, thank you. I will have one one correction. It's not brick and mortar. Oh, okay. There's, Go ahead. There's no brick. It's, well, it's um, stone. It's stone. The the goddess temple is built out of um all local materials that were so it's 75% recycled and it is has granite stone. It's granite stone that my husband and I went and gathered by hand and we placed by hand. And um, the other walls are wood, so it's a cord wood and glass bottle. Okay. No brick. Um, well, and, and let me <laughs> it, it, well, let me say too. We usually say brick and mortar is kind of a a, a metaphor to uh, distinguish between a goddess temple that might be um, in somebody's living room, um, you know, uh, in in someone's mind. Uh, you know, maybe it's a stone circle. You know, maybe it's a grove. It's actually a building. Is kind of what we mean by brick and mortar. But I thank you for that because I want to hear more about all of these. Uh, you know, this process that you went through because it was incredible. I mean, you didn't just go out and rent a space. You actually built this from the ground up, and I yes. I am just so totally blown away. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, thank let's you. Start, let, you know, let's. Well, well, let's start at the beginning. Um, you know, it was such a, a wonderful article that you had in Sage Woman. Um, you know, why why a goddess temple in Utah? How did you know how did that inspiration come about? I know there was something about your grandmother and the rose garden, and um, you know that was maybe your early um inklings that you you know wanted to do something sacred. Um, you, you tell the story. Um, well, oh, why a goddess temple in Utah? First, I think everyone is worthy of a safe space. And growing up, um, I was raised in the Mormon church, but I was, my mother was an artist and my dad was actually the bishop at the time. And it never, it never felt home. It never felt safe to me. Uh, so I found solace in the Rose Garden at the LDS, the Mormon temple. And um, I lived about two blocks away from my grandmother's house, and my grandmother was my rock. I saw my grandma two, three times a day, every day. And she filled me with so much peace, and it's the same kind of peace that I would feel when I would go and visit the Rose Garden. And I think just throughout life I was given opportunities and stepping stones that just led me to do this. I wouldn't say that I felt um, like this was always what I was going to do. I just kind of got out of my way and allowed things to progress and happen. But a lot of it is that I lost my grandma when I was 16 to cancer, and that was the most devastating blow. And I wanted to have a safe space for me to heal, but for other people to heal. And it just led me down this path towards goddess. 
Well, Gypsy, you know, um, ordinarily we could have just done an interview about how does a Mormon girl find goddess? <laughs> uh, but you're, uh, uh, I guess that's a Mormon. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, well, we'll, we'll talk about say, that too because I mean, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, talk about that too. Dad. How did how did you even get it? How did you even get exposed to it? I mean, myself as a as a, a former Catholic. I mean, I know growing up in the environment as a Catholic, we didn't even, you know, nobody I knew even knew about goddess. That wasn't something that was even talked about. So, you know, and, and you were even, uh, what did you say your grand, your dad was a, a bishop or something? So you were uh-huh. in the yeah. higher ups of the church. Um, yeah, my dad was a bishop, but my dad is the reason that I left the church. My dad is the one that told me to leave the church. So uh, I I am very fortunate to have the upbringing that I did because I have very open-minded parents, and they weren't born into the church. Their parents were converts into the church. And my mother is an artist, so she's very expressionate, and she saw things that were much more broad <laughs> and not so narrow-minded. And my grandma was the matriarch of the whole family, and so grandma was my goddess the first goddess. My mother was my first goddess. And I was surrounded by these strong, powerful women. And it was my dad at 16. He said, I don't, I don't care what you do as long as you find an anchor in something, but this church is not your anchor. It will never bring you peace. You're not happy. He said, so go and explore. And I did that. I went to all these different churches. Um, I, and I found, I found witchcraft and I told my dad, I said, Dad, you know, I, I think I fit with, with Pagan. I feel very centered with the earth. And he said, well, my mom was a backwoods witch in Kentucky. <laughs> so it just wow. kind of linked up. And um, my dad helped us build the Goddess Temple. He comes to a lot of our community events. And he's been nothing but loving and supporting. Both my parents have been nothing but loving and supporting. And I'm very fortunate to have that upbringing where they just wanted me to be happy and find my own anchor and they didn't care what it was well the religion was never pushed on me growing up well that's that's really that's pretty awesome uh i mean you you really just sort of defied the odds i mean and and of course you know i'm probably talking about uh, you know what we hear about and know about is you know typical stereo you know stereotypes, but you know the Mormon religion is pretty patriarchal, but yet you grow up with all these powerful women you know you didn't have this religion forced on you, you weren't you know pressed into you know being a subservient woman or you know just birthing babies or anything like that um uh so this this uh you know you really broke the mold. I did. I, I was. I'm very fortunate. Very fortunate to have the upbringing that I did, and the women in my yeah. life. Well, no. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, it, well, that you know, one of my questions was going to be: Are you getting any, you know, pushback from, uh, you know, the the local Mormon community? But it sounds no. like uh, not at all, right? And in fact, I am getting more pushback from the pagans than I am any of the Christians. Oh well, you know, there's always that. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I, I, you know, I, I've been in the pagan community since the '90s, and. Uh, 
uh, yeah, there's always that, you know, somebody telling you that you ought to be doing it a different way uh, or something, you know. Well, it's or not even that. I can't even, or, I can't even get the fellow pagans to come out. Oh, that's a shame. Where I have... It is, and I have huge, huge support from the Christian community here in Utah, and the reason being, Utah was founded because of religious persecution. The pioneers fled to a safe space to get away from persecution, so they understand that what I'm doing is creating a safe space for my community, and they've been nothing but supportive. Well, you know, Gypsy, um, that says to me, and I'm sure maybe to you as well, um, then, you know, maybe your path is bringing goddess to, uh, you know, the non-pagans. You know, why preach to the choir? Um, You know, go out and, um, you know, teach other people about the sacred feminine. You know, maybe that's, um, you know, because you're in this unique position uh, to be able to do that. I mean, you can bridge the gap, and, and you know, into these other communities. And, you know, while it would be nice to have the support of the pagan community, like I said, in a way that would be preaching to the choir. Right. But they are all welcome. They are always all welcome to come and utilize this space however they feel. So, but that goes for well, everyone, you know, pagan it, it or may- not pagan. Well, that, you know, and it may still happen. Um, So, well, let's uh, talk about how long did it take to build the temple and when was it finished? Because this is pretty new, isn't it? Um, The temple is a year and a half old. She will turn two in May. So we built this temple, and it was really just my husband and I. We built this temple in 28 days. Wow. That's incredible. So, um, is it land that your family owned, or um, how did how did so it all start? So this is actually Where my property. Uh, it's my property. Okay. It's in my backyard. The Goddess Temple's in my backyard. It's actually okay. in the location where and one of my greenhouses used to be. Okay. Okay. And um, so I, I would imagine maybe you already had a foundation or something, and then you had to put up the walls no. and. There is no. there is no foundation. Um, in fact, the floor of the temple is still earth. We just have carpet over it. Um, we built um, foundation footings to put, to build the walls on, uh, but we did everything from the dirt up. Nothing was here before. I had to tear down my greenhouse to make this space. Well, and you know, there's something to be said. I think uh, it positively for uh, having the actual earth instead of a concrete floor beneath your feet. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I feel, you um, feel so, so grounded walking in. Yeah. Um, and so now you started, you know, when we were talking about the brick and mortar, you were describing what the walls were made of. Um, it, go there again, uh, the stones, the glass bottles. Um, tell, tell us about that again. Okay. So our our intent was to make the building of the goddess temple a ritual. So we began like we would when we cast a circle. And in our tradition here on our property, we always start in the east. And so we started with our footing there. So we laid our, our cement there for our wall, and we went and gathered all the granite to build this wall. And, and originally the design was to have the entire structure out of stone, but that is a lot <laughs> it's just a lot. It took us nine days to build just the wall of the east. And um, wow. that's not something that 
I was I was up against a deadline. I had women flying in for the dedication, and at nine days for each wall, it was going to be too much. So we compromised. <laughs> the wall in the south. Well, that had to be. You know, the wall of. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say that had to be backbreaking work. Uh, yeah, very much, very much. We didn't use any modern machinery, so we hand mixed all of the mortar. And um, we placed all the stones. And each wall of in the temple is a foot wide. So those are some very large stones. Wow. So do, doing so the entire structure each, stone was not going to happen. Yeah. So then yeah, we moved to the wall of the south. Army. Exactly. <laughs> so then we moved to the wall of the south. And um, that is actually where we have, because that's the, the firewall. Uh, we wanted windows to catch the heat of the sun. So we have a, the majority of that wall is recycled windows from our greenhouse. And then um, our door is actually barn wood from my husband's great-great-grandparents' farm. And then, um, so that's the wall of the south. We have a beautiful altar dedicated to the goddess Bridget, who I've worked with for about 16 years. And that was that was mine. I, I did that entire altar from ground all the way up. No one touched that. <laughs> no one touched that section at all. That was just all me. Um, and then on the wall of the West, it's the water wall. So we used cordwood and we used blue and clear bottles and there's seashells on the wall as well. So in the afternoon, when the light hits those bottles, it looks like uh, the wall is dancing because the blue and the clear bottles light up and they flicker. And then the wall of the north is cordwood, but the glass bottles are brown and green to give it that more earthy feel. So we did wow. the entire thing you know, in 28 days. Wow. And, you know, I, I maybe I forgot um, when I read the article, but I, I didn't realize you uh, coordinated the walls to the the to the four elements. Uh, what what an incredibly beautiful, beautiful idea and story. Um, you know, I, I wish the picture in the magazine had been in color, uh, because Me too. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. So, do you, um, you know, for listeners who might want to go see it, do you have a website where maybe they can see it in color and enjoy the beauty, the I beauty do. that you created there? So it's utahgoddesstemple.org. And then okay. on Utah Facebook, Utah it's Utah Goddess Temple. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, I'm I'm sure uh, you know people are are looking looking now as they listen to us. Um, well, I so, hope so. There's uh, some really nice two, pictures. Okay, okay. And um, now, uh, would the people who flew in to um, help you dedicate the temple uh, was it, would it be anybody listeners would know? Was it any you know leaders in the goddess community, or was it just uh, people near and dear to you? Um, Candace Kant is very well known. She was a temple priestess at the um, Goddess of Spirituality Temple in just outside of Vegas. Um, she's yeah, also well now. Uh huh. Yeah. She's well known for her um, her goddess writings. She is actually the crone in my coven, but she flew out to bear witness to the dedication, but to um, bless me as high priestess and mother of the temple. 
So she's she's been a awesome. vital yeah. part in in all of this. But Candace can't, yeah, she's pretty well known. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know Candace well. Um, we've we've circled together, and she's been in my anthologies and on the radio show. Um, so that's uh, you know that. Uh, that you were very fortunate to, uh, you know, have such a wonderful person as uh, as Candace. Uh, lovely, lovely. Um, so, so now, how how do you fund the temple? I know money is always an issue. You know, I'm a member of uh, Ava Park's Goddess Temple down in Orange County, who I know was, you know, sort of, you know, gave you. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But I know it's always a struggle to pay pay the bills, and and you have a little bit easier, I guess because this is in your backyard, but, um, I mean, uh, you know, running a temple, is uh, it still costs money. It does. It does cost money, and right now we rely um, solely upon donations. And um, we've, my husband and I funded the building of the temple, so we paid about $3,000 out of pocket. The majority of that was on the mortar mix itself and the roof. The roof had to be brand new because where we where we live there's a lot of wind and we couldn't do a roof out of recycled material. It needed to be strong to stand this wind. Um so he and I we funded it. And then um but now that we have okay. power hooked up it does it does cost money to maintain power. It costs money to you know, the winter is very cold. So right now I'm out here and I'm in the temple right now and it's fifty degrees in the temple. And it takes about three hours to right. get it warmed up to 50 degrees. So there's always costs. And when people come to a lunar event or, you know, one of our seasonal celebrations, they do donate. That's up to them on how much they donate. And then all of that goes right back into what we're doing. Hopefully Absolutely. we can pay off so that $3,000. <laughs> Well, um, are you, are you um, have you gotten around to making it a 501c3 yet, so that it's um, you, you know you have tax deduct you know people have a you know tax deduction for their donations? Yeah, and in Utah it's a little bit. Um, I am talking to an accountant and a lawyer about doing that. They've both recommended me just to continue to file as a religious organization and not the 501 because of all the paperwork and the fees that are involved with that. But we're still looking into that. Yeah, it's it's a lot of work. I know when I um, founded and ran the ISIS Ancient Culture Society, it was a 501c3, and you know it gets to the point where, you know, when you, uh, you know, there's certainly advantages to it, but um, there are disadvantages too because you know your creativity um, gets, you know, and and the energy you maybe want to put into service sort of gets sapped in the administration and uh, you know yeah. the paperwork and such, you know, like you said. So I. Talk Totally, totally get that. Um, yes. so right now, now we just keep I, everything I separate. I, the, the Goddess Temple has its own, um, you know, its own bank account. All the money goes into there, and everyone has access to that if they want to see where their donations are going. And I keep a detailed record of what what we spend and everything like that. So, but it's totally its own. She's her own identity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so now is the name of it the Goddess Temple of Utah or does the temple um you know I mean that it's that's kind of a description but is that, is that actually the name of it as well No her name is Beloved 
Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Um, lovely, lovely, beloved. So we do go, um, but it is so, it has been known as the Utah Goddess Temple, but her her name is Beloved. Okay. All right. And is it uh, dedicated to uh, Bridget, uh, one particular goddess, or or no? No, it is it is dedicated to many many different goddesses, but it was first dedicated to the Paiute women who lived on this land first. Okay, all right. And so now tell me, uh, men and women uh, welcome at the temple? Is it all inclusive? We are all inclusive. Men, women, children, we are all inclusive. Okay, oh, that's that's awesome. Uh, I think that's great. And we, we and, offer um, variety. So, so you... some nights we have ladies' nights. Some nights we have men's nights. We have kid activities. Um, but all are welcome. So does, well, I mean, your husband already played a big role in this, but does he, um, you know, does he take part as clergy too or some sort of, in some sort of support capacity, like for men's night or something like that? You know, for for the first year, he he maintained his title as caretaker and guardian. Um, as we're moving into the second year, he's actually stepped up and helped me lead as high priest. Um, but he really enjoys just making sure everybody feels welcome and feels safe, and um, he doesn't like to step into that leadership role too much, but he's always there to serve. Yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds a lot like, uh, you know, my my husband Roy, you know, we've been married over 35 years now. He was always right there, uh, you know, had my back for everything, you know, we always did. Um, you know, it sounds, sounds very similar to me. Um, so now if someone asked you what makes uh, the Goddess Temple of Utah different from other temples, what would you say? Um, hmm. Well, I would say it's, it's an earthen structure. It's 75% recycled, and we built it ourselves. Well, that's uh, um. that. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, 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 you know, just, well, yes, of, of course, you know, the physical structure. I mean, wow. Uh, I, I don't even have words for it other than wow. Um, but, I mean, from a spirituality uh, standpoint, um you know, uh, you know, would you, you know, would you say the Goddess Temple of Utah, you know, is unique in any particular way, or, or, uh, you know, just very eclectic and inclusive? Um, I would. Well, I've I've visited a few um, of the Goddess Temples, and I don't like comparisons, but I would say what makes this temple stand out is the fact that it's very reminiscent of ancient temples being it's very very earthen structure and it is not um it's not a commercial building it is built from this earth from all this all the items we use to build the walls of this temple are local so they're within five miles of this space so it is part of this this little plot in southern utah it is right there Right. But it is very so now it is do, very uh, eclectic but very earthen. So do you have neighbors close to you or are you kind of out in a rural area with without you know neighbors uh twenty feet away from your from, from the temple space in your backyard? <laughs> no, we're very we're very rural. We're out in the sticks. When we first moved here fifteen years ago we had a homestead and we lived off the land. If we didn't grow it, we didn't eat it and if I didn't sow it, we didn't wear it. 
So we were very much living with nature and all our neighbors are about two acres away from us. And it, we live on a dirt road. There's no streetlights. Um, most people get lost the first time they come here. And I think that's just part of the journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I like the fact that it's so rural, you know, I think that, that, uh, you know, uh, lends itself more to the natural environment than, um, you know, because, you know, some of the other people have had to, you know, settle for a commercial building, which is a big exactly. undertaking in itself, you know, uh, I mean, not to discount that at all, because that takes a, you know, that's a huge commitment. It's a big, uh, you know, a commitment to being in service, you know, uh, even to do such a thing as that. Um, it's huge. But, I, you know, I had a and, store and on Main Street um, in the middle of town, and we had a mini goddess temple there. And it's an incredible amount of time and work and energy to maintain any safe space like that. So. I'm I'm very supportive of all yeah. of the goddess temples and the the work that they do. It's phenomenal. Yeah, they they all have a different flavor, and and that's really a wonderful thing. Uh, I mean, I I think it's a reflection of the diversity of goddess. Quite frankly, you know, it's not like exactly. you know where you where every church pretty much looks the same. You know, you know when you go in. Oh yeah, no, there's see enough of that in Utah. <laughs> every every block has a church that um, looks the same. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I bet. Um, uh, wait, uh, let's see, I was about to ask you something about, uh, oh, um, so how many days a week um, is the temple actually open? You know, I would imagine, I, I know how difficult it is for Ava at the Goddess Temple in Orange County to keep the doors open. Um, or, or, I mean, you can't possibly have this open seven days a week, right? No, no, I don't. Um, we are open on Saturdays and Sundays from 11 to 3, and it's by appointment only. Um, I work during the week. My husband works during the week, and um, it's where we live so far out. People who really want to come, they're going to have to make a journey to get here, and that's why we always do appointment only. But anytime there's a new moon or a full moon, the temple is open. Okay. Um, well, I, I know you've said Southern Utah, and, you know, uh, if you don't want to narrow that down uh, publicly, that's okay. Uh, but if you do want to narrow it down, what's the closest city uh, that, you're, that you're near? So Vegas is about two and a half hours away. Okay. Okay. So that's the biggest city we would probably recognize. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And that did that. That explains how Candace got involved then. Yeah, Candace actually found me on a a pagan group site. Um, she noticed that there was an active coven, and she wanted to come up and meet me. So she she drove up about five okay. years ago, and she's been a member ever since. Um, so yeah, I want to I want to talk about Ava and the Goddess Temple down in Orange County before I forget because it keeps slipping my mind. In the Sage Woman article, you mentioned going to uh, Ava's, uh, you know, the temple that Ava founded in Orange County. Um, uh, it, it's now also the Museum of Woman, um, and I, I, I was I was tickled uh, in the article because uh, you and Ava were having a conversation. Do you remember? That conversation? I do. I remember that conversation vividly. I remember that whole weekend. <laughs> it was the I I was invited with I I was invited to go and offer a ritual with 
um, a sisterhood that I'm a member of from Oakland. And so I flew out and we went to the Goddess Temple in Orange County and I'd never seen anything like it. And I was completely blown away and we offered our, our ritual and it was amazing. The community there was amazing. And Ava and I got to talking and she used to live where I live. And she said, you know, when, and I live in Cedar. So she said, when is Cedar going to get a goddess temple? And I said, next year. <laughs> and she just kind of looked at me like, <laughs> and you well, just there said- you go. <laughs> And so. and but I mean you hadn't been planning it um uh no. before Ava said that right so I mean it, no, that, I was hadn't. And that was a decision in the moment it was and that was in August and then we started construction on the property in February and then we started the temple property the temple building in April so wow. it was just a few months that was a after Ava and I talked yeah well that's 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 pretty incredible, and you know, and and I bring that up, um, you know, it, it, because it's a great story, and it also shows how, um, you know, how we can, you know, inspire and support one another too, which, you know, I, I think is is uh, it is it you know it it really is an important thing to point out. Absolutely, I I think we we spend t- far too much time feeding a divide when we should celebrate each other and encourage each other and raise that vibration let's send out love and support let's stop comparing absolutely sister let's let's celebrate and ava did that uh, ava's been nothing but a huge support to me yeah you know what and i have to say the very same thing about ava ava has been such an incredible support to me in the community because um you know the community can be um you know a rough place you know it can be like walking through a minefield you know you can blow your foot off <laughs> and not even know you were walking through a minefield and uh you know exactly. there can be so much judgment and you know judgment and jealousy and uh and i mean look i'm just being candid you know i've been around for a long time i've seen a lot and you know I've been disappointed and disillusioned a lot because I really uh, had hoped uh, that the community would be more supportive of one another and uh, you know and inclusive and uh, I mean we could accomplish so much if we didn't waste our energy um, you know on things that uh, aren't important you know we I I, I just always felt that you know yeah yeah we have one big rule here at the at the goddess temple and that's no judgment I want everyone to come here as well, they are, who they are, and feel safe without feeling like they're going to be judged for it. Well, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, that's certainly a great, uh, you know, rule, if you call it, uh, you know, to, to have. So in, in your words, um, how, do you, how, how do you define goddess? I define goddess as all. I, I believe we are all divine. We all come from divine. Uh, for me, if I was to pinpoint a person or individual as goddess, I would say the earth because she is who sustains us, and we desperately need her. And our goal with building the goddess temple was to help people reconnect with that source of nature to find that healing and that anchor. So goddess to me is all. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, uh, I I totally agree. You know, I, uh, I you know I, I I mentioned earlier. You know, I grew up a Catholic uh, in the Bible Belt. You know, I came up uh, in New Orleans, and I was 30 years old before I moved to California and actually uh, uh, discovered Goddess. And um, I, I just wish uh, more people knew about Goddess. And of of course. Uh, more and more people are learning about goddess. You know, they say, um, you know, alternative spiritualities like this is, you know, kind of the fastest growing, uh, you know, religion or spirituality, if you will, um, you know, out there if, you know, those statistics are to to be believed. And, you know, it, it, um, you know, it tugs at my heart to think that, you know, if I hadn't left New Orleans, I might never have discovered goddess. And I just feel for the people who never do and um, you know whether they adopt goddess as something you know uh, important to them uh, you know or you know their their deity archetype or ideal you know it's uh, it is, is irrelevant but to just at uh, you know to be exposed to the idea you know uh, mm-hmm. because growing up a Catholic you know we we had Mary but we you know, didn't uh, we didn't have goddess? And I understand now. You know, to a lot of people, Mary, Mary Magdalene, they are goddess. I can, you know, I go there. Um, but it it just, um, uh, you know, I, I just wish more people, were, you know, were able to be exposed to to this idea because exactly. I think it's important. It's very important. Yeah. Um, so, Gypsy, um, what um, what else would you have listeners uh, know about this journey of yours, or or the temple, or you know, any plans you have for the future? What, what else would you like listeners to know? Oh. Well, we have big plans for the future, as far as expanding and making our making our entire property more of a sanctuary instead of just one section of our yard being the sanctuary. Um, we're always we're always building. We're always doing some kind of construction, upkeeping. Um, we love volunteers. We love people to come out and get their hands dirty with us and to work with us. And um, we we want to build community. Our our objective with building the Goddess Temple is to create unity and community. And the best way to do that is to come together and work together, to celebrate together, to sing together, to take care of the earth together, and to take care of each other together. And it it starts with just a simple invitation. Our doors open. Well, I wish you were in my backyard. <laughs> um, I, you know, it it it's it sounds lovely. It really sounds lovely. Um, so, why don't you um, share your website again and where folks can look you up and maybe even send donations if they feel so inclined? That would be lovely. So, our website is utahgoddesstemple.org, O-R-G, and our Facebook page is Utah Goddess Temple. And I do have to do a, a, a shout out um, my husband and I were amazing people but we needed help building the goddess temple and I had three amazing women who stepped up um, who came and helped quite a bit um, even if it was just to bring me food or make sure my kids were picked up at the bus stop um, but you know I have Steph, Steph and Cora they did a lot to really help us those 28 days and we couldn't have done it with just he and I so they're, they're a vital part to that. 
Well, you know what? You are a super couple. You're both working full time. You have kids, and you're doing the temple on Saturdays and Sundays. You know, and a grandbaby, you gypsy, <laughs> and a gra- oh, oh, and a grandbaby. And wow, a, and a you grandbaby. don't sound like you're old enough to. Have, you don't sound old enough <laughs> very, to have a grandbaby. Very young. <laughs> Well, thank you. I I have told people when when they've asked me why a goddess temple, and I said, um, so my granddaughter has a safe space when she's older. There you go. And I would imagine you're going to do, you know, like uh, red tents or, uh, you know, things like that uh, for your, uh, you know, for for you. We do red tents here every new moon. So we've been okay. I've been doing red tents here in southern Utah for six years now, every every month. Awesome. Awesome. Well you got all the bases covered, Gail. You sure do. Uh, I think there's always more. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you know, she's like that. You know, she keeps tapping you on the shoulder and whispering in your ear, and at 3 o'clock in the morning you get this new idea for something else you can do. Exactly. <laughs> and then you figure out how to fit it in amongst everything else. I know how it goes. Exactly. <laughs> and, and we do have we have well, fundraisers um, quite often, and we have oracle decks. We have um, books that have been published here that, all the money goes right back into helping us to keep our doors open. And um, those things can be found on your website if uh, people wanted to look into those or buy any of those? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Very cool. Well, you know, Gypsy, I am so glad to know you. I am so glad to know about the work you're doing out there. I just say thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, you know what? Uh, Pretty soon you're going to be inspiring other people to build temples other places, I have no doubt. Well, I think we should have more than a few in the the U.S., so we we should all get building. Absolutely. (laughs) Yep, there you go. There you go. And you should come and visit. well, you know, um, I'm retired now. That is not beyond the realm of uh, possibility. I, uh, I, You know, you may just find me knocking on your door one day if I can find you. <laughs> there you go. Give me a call. I'll give no, you I'm easy te- directions. <laughs> okay. All right. So any last words uh, before I, we say goodnight? Uh, the goddess is alive and magic is afoot. Well said, and what a classic. Thank you, Gypsy. Yep, thank you. Okay, good night. Good night. Well, listeners, I hope you enjoyed hearing the inspirational story of uh, Gypsy Jean and her uh, goddess temple, uh, the Beloved, in southern Utah. Uh, And please do go to her website and uh, her Facebook page. And... um, just uh, stay with me one more minute because uh, I got a word here for you from Joe Carson. Most people's psychic experiences are dreaming, and it's thought that it's the pineal gland making this chemical that does it. Now, this was the core finding, the core finding that the pineal gland makes a hallucinogen. We all hallucinate. We all go into a state of consciousness that, for me, is the collective unconscious. The psychic state is the collective unconscious, which is that consciousness of the planet, what's called the chthonic mind, the mind of the earth. Because all peoples, all races, all tribes from the past right around the world have myths and legends 
which use symbols and archetypes which are identical. Identical. Every human being experiences this state of consciousness, which is the dream mind. That symbolic, archetypal, exemplified by fairy tales, or the creation myths and legends of all the different peoples. The symbols of them are the same, and to me that is the consciousness of the earth speaking to us. Joe Carson's feature-length documentary film, in it she interviews 15 visionaries and teachers about earth energy, sacred sexuality, and the return of goddesses Gaia. Joe traveled to ancient sacred sites all over Europe and the Mediterranean to shoot this film. These spiritual sites from northern Scotland to central Turkey profoundly affect the origins of Western culture. So if you've always wanted to see these places yourself but haven't, this is an opportunity to experience some of the best ones from your armchair and get their story. The DVD comes packaged with a 45-page color mini-book, which goes even deeper into the material. You can buy the DVD and the booklet for only $20 at DancingWithGaia.com. Well, uh, that about does it uh, for me tonight. Uh, Dear listeners, I want to thank you for your listener loyalty. And uh, we will be back uh, in February with uh, a number of shows. So please make sure you hit the follow button. And uh, that way you will not miss uh, any of the great guests that uh, uh, I have scheduled for you. Um, we continue uh, to interview some of the contributors to the new anthology, Awaken the Feminine, and we have uh, two of those next month. One is David Chandler, and uh, he's going to be talking about uh, 9-11 and what it has to do with um, the values of uh, goddess spirituality. And uh, we're also going to have Ellen Amanis with us. Uh, she wrote uh, a great book. Uh, called Soul Dog, A Journey into the Spiritual Life uh, of Animals, and, um, you know, uh, some other great guests as well. So uh, hit that follow button so you don't um, uh, have any problems, uh, you know, getting a link to the shows in your uh, email box. And uh, right now I wanted to mention um, uh, my email address, uh, karentate.com, is down temporarily. So if you've uh, had any problems uh, accessing it, I'm actually going to be changing my domain. Uh, but if you would like to uh, you know, make any contributions to the show uh, to help keep the show on the air, because I do pay for airtime for the guests uh, to share their, their wisdom and their news with you, uh, you can just email me at um, karentate108 at yahoo.com. Uh, that's the best way to reach me these days. Uh, or, of course, you can always uh, send me a private message on my Facebook page. Well, uh, that about does it uh, tonight. And, uh, again, thank you for your listener loyalty. You are the gas in my tank. Uh, stay warm. Uh, have um, a wonderful Valentine's Day coming up in a couple weeks. And um, may Isis embrace you in her golden wings. Good night. <laughs>